What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and... Uh, the Baker. You gotta hit him with a little more pep, bro. You usually scream into the mic. I don't know what's going on today with you. I'm trying not to. Hey, you take... Let's start this again. Hey, what's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and... The Baker. Okay, so my pep went up. Yours went down. I brought us... I finished strong. I'm like, you know, you go all high and then you bring it in under, under a little... Uh, you wouldn't understand. It's complicated. Hey, you want to know what the secret behind my pep is? A point? No. Okay. Chicken wings. So dumb. Well, Chicken don't, wings. Don't bring that here. Don't... We have a good podcast going. I'm not going to do a chicken wing review. I love chicken wings. It's so dumb. So I think dumb. chicken wings are like one of those... One... Like everything in, in, a, in a small bite... Meals... So give our nation a little. All of seven people watch your videos, so thirty. It's seven. I saw the stats. It's thirty. Uh, it's seven. So when did you check? Uh, I don't know. It's been a few days, and okay. I, I know you've done. Give our nation the the. So we're background. starting a new. We're not starting anything. <laughs> okay, I'm starting a new offspring off of our nation called Scarf Life. All right. Okay, that I am. So, so far you've got part me. of so we have had this discussion don't, before. Don't just tell tell them what so, tell them about why they should care about chicken wings and we have an hour long podcast we have We have had this discussion before that Scarf Life or Scarf Life Nation uh, is more see, than no, it's it, it's not, it's not ones and twos. Stop it, changing not, the name first of all. Scarf Life. Not well, Scarf, Scarf Life, but Scarf Life is taken so it's going to have to be Scarf Life Nation. All right. Some some girl who actually likes actually doesn't even like scarves that much. I found her. She, so many tangents. She took she took the name on Twitter and Facebook, and I looked her up, checked her out. Doesn't even like scarves. There's like barely any scarves. It's just a personal account. All right, keep going with the chicken wings. All right. So I believe that part that scarf life is not a, a matter of numbers and ones and twos and who scored and and predictions. It is also that. But hear me out. Oh, I'm I'm hearing. It's a it's a lifestyle. Uh-huh. You keep I you it's you keep saying that word and I don't think you know what it means. And chicken wings are part of the lifestyle. Now, okay. Can so I, what can I, I get the TLDR so, version real quick because so you're about to put me to sleep. What I <laughs> what I I I'm doing random chicken wing reviews of local places. And he's right. posting them to RSL Nation's Facebook, RSL Nation. We, I apologize on his behalf. If you're so inclined, go ahead and watch the videos. The man knows his wings for what it's worth. I don't know if I know my wings. I like wings, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to turn a camera on and do the wings. And, and I'm like, hey, no one else is doing it. So. Well, I mean, plenty of food blogs are. It's right. Just, that's I'm not, not a, a food blogger, and they're foodies, and they get into details. And I'm like, this is good or this is not good. That's all I do. There it is, our salvation. There it is. And we don't have more things. It might be. It might expand beyond chicken wings real soon. Guess where I'm going tomorrow? Phoenix. No, to eat wings. Where? Seven Eleven. Gross. Well, I don't know. Is it? It is. It is. Have you had them? I uh, no, not sober. Okay. Well, then do how do you know it's gross? Wings? Well, I'll find out when I walk in. I I'm think, pretty sure they don't, actually. I'm pretty sure they do have wings. Okay. Four minutes in. Yeah. Anyways. God. So, uh, just RSL Nation. 
check us out on Scarf Life Nation and Scarf Life in general. It's going to be a lot more happening coming soon. Why don't we get into uh, topics at hand? Are you looking up if... Chicken nuggets. Oh, spicy chicken wings. There you go. That's gross. Yeah. I would not recommend that. You're going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it. I'm You're gonna... probably going to have explosive diarrhea. Well, and the worst part is the only time of the day I can figure out when to have them is on the way to the airport. So you're gonna you're gonna give yourself the runs on an airplane. Not for fun. I'm gonna sacrifice for scarf life. I'm nation. pretty sure like Dante's Inferno, you just described one of like the worst like the hell they reserve for like child molesters or something. Like you get the runs on an airplane. I literally can't think of a worse experience. You know what? Well, Five minutes in I'm gonna sacrifice. Anyways, we got a lot more. We we have what well, we have coming out. I have big ideas. Is we're gonna build around the style of life. Shall we call it a lifestyle of a soccer fan, a soccer fanatic? It is not the games you watch. It is not the stats you know. It is not the opinions you have. It is the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you sing, the way you eat, what you eat how you eat it mm. that's all i'm saying here well now, while you figure that all out i would like to talk about some actual footy all right what should we start with well we had ourselves a post-match quickie the post-match quickie which mm. ended up being 40 minutes long don't know how much of that we want to rehash but i definitely like you know tangents there was a lot of tangents specifically you and your made-up scenario about sam johnson having apparently been benched the last, like, 19,000 games, the way you were telling it. Turns out it was one. Sam Johnson was benched last game. Correct. That was it. Not any of the games before. So I think no need to come up with a scenario where he's back in the doghouse or whatever. Not that I think he was ever in the doghouse to begin with. But, uh... He was in the doghouse. And he, he ended up... So let's get into Sam Johnson. He ended up not starting a game after having many days off. A few days off. Yeah, something like... When was the Open Cup? Tuesday. So yeah, like this a week, week or last week? Last yeah. week. So we can change. Yeah. Okay. So plenty of time to rest. Uh huh. Severino but, on international duty. Correct. That not like that should impact. Well, maybe that should impact some, right? Because that leaves another opening for another player, right? So yeah, you, you slot Corey Baird. Corey, yeah, you yeah. You, can, you can play Corey and Sam and not have to bench one of those guys. And he was on the bench. Yeah, which once, I mean, I keep, I have no reason to believe that him being a little hurt is out of the question. So have you heard that from anywhere else other than, I know no. there was like one person who wrote it on Twitter. No, I haven't heard it but from anywhere else. So why would you believe this said person? Who did they hear she, it from? I think it's one of those things where it's like some, which we usually consume all RSL content, but I bet it was one of those like little like, videos that you know one of the assistants does where they discuss the lineup like i have no reason to believe it isn't true do you still believe that a healthy sam johnson should start a game on a week's rest do i believe that a healthy sam johnson i mean generally yes i still think he's our best striker yeah okay yeah i but i have i i do think that he wasn't 90 minutes fit i have no reason to believe it has any to be anything that isn't that i have no reason to believe that Right, and I guess I guess this is where we have that classic, you know, the, the paradigm of why come up with the worst case scenario other than the fact that it's sensational. 
Well, why come up with the best case scenario? I mean, it's, it's just it's, like a better way to live. Okay, so it's you, just like a better so way you, to live. So you admit we're just making stuff up. I don't think I'm making stuff up. I genuinely have reason, per the internet, to believe that Sam Johnson wasn't 90 minutes fit, given the fact that he has started the four or five games before that. So you're not worried at all about him not starting last game? No. Okay. The only thing I'm semi worried about is the fact that maybe he isn't 90 minutes fit. That's it. That's my only fear right now. Well, and against SKC, which we'll get to in a second, in a bit here, a hot minute. You know, I'd love to have me a Sam Johnson. Wait, yeah, are no, you same worried? here, same here. And and look, at the end of the day, is this: uh, I want him to be healthy. I want him to be fit. W- what I'm worried about is your typical. Here we go again. Uh, number nine doesn't get along with the coach. Mm-hmm. It's not like we haven't had one or two of those, right? Sure. Yura, Ortuño. Okay. Just out the window because sure. they couldn't get along with the coach. So is this another number nine not being able to get along, get along with the coach? And at what point is it too much? At what point do we... I mean, remember, we spent half of last year, especially offseason, talking about what is the number one need we have. It is a number nine. We're right. creating chances. We're not putting them away. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have a guy who's putting him away at, at, at a good rate. Per games played, I'm yeah. not sure what was the last time someone had better. I think he's got like five goals in the last seven games or something. I mean, crazy we haven't like had that. that in years. Yeah. Probably you have to go back to Saborio or something. Or like, uh, I don't know, you Rob during mm-hmm. that like three-month stretch in the beginning of the year or something right. like that. Like he was scoring, but the team was losing. So I think I am more than justified, if I may, personally, in being worried. It We, we, we went out and we did what I think is address our number one need. And the only explanation, mm-hmm. from what I can tell, is that some person on the Twitter said that someone's hurt. I don't know this person. They're not an outlet. I haven't heard any confirmations or, you know, or... Yeah, or, there's, I've, I've yet to find the thing that they were in reference to. And, like, I wish I could... Like, I might, I'm looking for the person to send right. me a message. So, okay. So, if he is hurt, I would rather he was a little hurt last game right then being healthy on the bench and not starting sure for but, other reasons but do we have so if we ignore the sample size of one and look at the the four games prior to that he was like like what you think something you can look at that multiple different ways one is you think something okay, happened you, I, between yes. the open cup game and yes i mean I, why why rest him if if he, he's healthy let's assume for a second he's uh-huh. not injured why would he not start that game right i'm saying but I don't think that's the, like the the scenario you're painting sounds like really bleak, and the coach isn't getting along with Sam Johnson, and it's this horrible disaster, and Arsenal Nation needs to panic because we are gonna you know see another number nine walk away, and I'm going, homie started the games that he's healthy. Petke clearly isn't benching him. Why sensationalize it? It's not it's not a matter of sensationalizing. I think it's I think there's a there's a reasonable amount of history. Sure that makes this doubt valid that's all i'm saying it's yeah, not sensationalizing it. it's, it's, it's a little it's, bit of fear it's like fool me once fool me twice like at, at you know sure but w- Sam what Johnson's is output is already different than you know you're on his decline and or tunio ever in Clarendon and cobalt right because they couldn't get along with the coach <laughs> that's that, that's all I'm saying. Anyways, we don't have to. I mean, that's all. Look, I don't know anything. 
You don't know anything. No one knows anything. Apparently, some person on Twitter knows something. Would love more explanation around it. I would much rather he had a little little injury and yeah. didn't play than he was healthy and couldn't and it wasn't started. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is that is all I'm I saying. I think that's a given. It would, it would make no sense. And here's the hoping, man. I really hope. And I guess we'll see over the next couple of matches. We got a couple of big ones coming up. Yeah, SKC is gonna be huge. And and there there's a little bit of time between them. Not much, but mm-hmm. enough for a player to start both, right? I think it's like the 29th and like the, the third or something. It's about four or five days in between them. So we'll see. I think if he starts the next couple of games, maybe it was nothing unless something comes out that explains what it is. And here's the other thing. And I at the end of the day, I blame the team. Why not come out and explain what's happening? Well, maybe, maybe they did and we just weren't listening. We would have caught on by now. Someone would have said something. Yeah, yeah, I think I I think I get called out on Twitter pretty quickly when I say something stupid. So if I had said something because I had a tweet that literally read, if I'm Sam Johnson and I'm not starting this game despite scoring like five in the last seven. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Sure. I'd be asking myself, what the hell else do I have to do to start? Yeah, I think that that's the kind of tweet where someone who knows something would have called me out. Yeah, I'm yet to see it. That's a pretty solid point. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on real quick here. Yes, yeah? so sure. Sam Johnson, I'm disappointed in play. Um, Albert. So Albert Rushniak. User. Had a penalty. You did. I have been critical of him many times in the past. You have kind of, kind of piggybacked not, on that. Yeah, not as critical as you. Not, not as much, yes. Uh, I thought he did fine. I thought Albert Rushniak, I mean, as... As good of a game as anyone had other than maybe Necromando, he did fine. He controlled the ball. He had the pe- he pulled away the penalty in the opposite corner this time. Mm-hmm. Very proud of him. Yeah. I think he went like every other time the other side. Yeah, keeper had to keep it going the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so put, put away the penalty, thought he controlled the game pretty well, held the ball, passed the ball, seemed like good passing accuracy. No problem with how uh, Albert played in that game. You? Maybe a little quiet. It's all just to be very, very clear. I'm extremely disappointed in the overall team performance. Right. I think Chicago, in that state of mind that they were in, given the amount of rest that the team was on, given the fact that really we were only missing a Jefferson. You know. Yeah. That was that was a that was a a game where three points. I don't think what it would have been a tall order. There is there 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 are not a lot. So it's an away game. It's an away game. There there are not a lot of more three pointable. Yeah, winnable. games away away, especially in the quote unquote Eastern Conference. Yes, I I think. And with Mihailovic gone, he was on yeah. A national yeah, 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 yeah. national team duty. He he was with the U.S. men's team. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see a lot of urgency. No, and for me, you know, Rushnak being the two million dollar player that he is now, I wanted to see him, you know, pull a Houston Dynamo match and be that quote unquote difference maker. I wanted him to be just good enough for us to get all three points versus one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it isn't really like that. He didn't do anything. It's that I genuinely believe he is capable of doing more. It, it was a very Albert Rushnak 2019 performance. For it me. was it was a it was a muted eh. performance by right. the team. Yes, 
And I think within that team, he stood out. Not, I mean, he didn't do spectacular. Sure. But it looked like, it looked like he went to the ball, picked up the ball, hmm. ran with it, tried to create something. He was the smartest kid in the dumb kid class. Let's leave it like that. Let's just say he was the best player on last Saturday's RSL performance. <laughs> there is that. Um, I, for what it's worth, I, um, you know, and we'll get into no, match. No, so no problem for me with Albert. You would like to see a little bit more of the penalty. I want to... The penalty... Uh, I've seen it a couple of times since. It's a penalty. Yeah. There shouldn't be keeper, a lot of debate about keeper it. Keeper went to... Oh, like you're talking about the actual call? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone's arguing yeah. that. I think the guy himself wasn't arguing it. Uh, yeah, he was probably yeah one of the only guys on Chicago that wasn't arguing it. No, I, I think maybe Schweinsteiger was trying to because there's that expectation to argue it. But I mm-hmm. think anyone with you know a functioning IQ is like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh, give that call. There was something in, in regards to Albert Rushnek, our boy Bobby Borshaw. I know mm. you guys are tight. Yeah. Uh, so he they do this thing every week for MLSsoccer.com and they write out you know like a. a Weekly status for every team this week, you know? Mm-hmm. I like read last week. Some kind of learning or observation. And for Real Salt Lake, he kind of does like a back and forth, like a conversation he apparently claims to have had with a RSL fan, with a friend of his who happens to be an RSL fan. So it goes like this. So that's like us every Tuesday. Bobby, I'm pretty sure that Albert Ruschnack is a box-to-box midfielder, not a playmaker. Friend, uh, comma, an RSL fan. You're an idiot. Bobby goes, he was great in Saturday's 1-1 draw at Chicago when he dropped deep to get the ball. Friend, stop. Bobby, he's better at pulling the strings than creating goals. His technical ability is better suited to the middle of the field than the final third. He has bite and aggression too. He should be in the engine room. Played the mere Krylock as the goal-scoring number 10 and Rushnak as a passing number eight. Friend, I can't do this right now. That was all he wrote in regards to RSL this week. And I asked RSL Nation, you know, like, yeah. hey, is this uh, dumb uh, to be put down in uh, writing? Or is Bobby onto something? Um, I think for the most part, it's the fact, like from what I can tell about RSL Nation is he's an amazing playmaker. Um or was an amazing... A lot of people are saying, essentially, that RSL, uh, that Albert Ruschnack was an amazing playmaker all-around attacking midfielder last year. It's gone quiet a little this year, which kind of makes sense. I think it's what you and I, you especially, has, have been saying. But what did you think of Bobby's little uh, little Albert Ruschnack, you know, sitting deeper in the midfield? To me, So, I think the reason you... I get what he's saying. I don't. I think it's dumb. No, I told totally, Okay, I don't. I didn't say I agree with it. I got oh, what okay. he's saying. Yeah, I understand the words. <laughs> That's about so, it. So, <laughs> I saw. Um, I saw Manchester City do this a few years ago with David Silva, and I saw um, Juventus do this with uh, Miralem Pjanic, just last year, I think, or a couple of years ago. Which is you have a really so think about it this way. <clears throat> The soccer field is horizontal, but turn it upside down and, and pretend it's it's vertical for a second. Meaning your defense and your goalie is on the bottom, on the floor, on the ground, and the higher up you go, the further forward you go, right? 
So in this case, the further up you go, the, the, the thinner the air is. Hear me out. Okay. This is going to be in the book. Oh, God. So the further up you go, the thinner the air is, which means, what, what that means in real terms is that the further up the field you go, the more you're covered, the less time you have on the ball. It's it it becomes effectively less of you mm-hmm. versus more of them because that's how defenses are structured. Like you have, yes, you've got a lot of you guys have, in the back, very yes. few guys up front. So what some teams do, and again, world class teams have done this with world class players, is they'll take one of the best players, most skilled players, and put them further back. Why? So they can get the ball more mm. because you can receive the ball in the back a lot more. Look sure. what Zlatan does when Zlatan is Zlatan Ibrahim, which is up top for 20 minutes can get the ball he'll drop back okay he'll drop back to get the ball so i get i get what he's saying now i totally see albert rushniak's position as what he's playing now and what he's talking about because we don't really have that guy we have two defensive midfielders yeah their primary job is not to distribute the ball uh ala ned grabavoy did it the best. Yes, absolutely. Best person to do it absolutely. in Cobalt. And even Javi did it. I mean, his defense wasn't all that good. But, yeah, but he'd go ha- get the ball. I mean, he would go and back and get the it. ball. And Albert can do that without a position change. So that's just silly. I mean, this is not baseball where you play third base and you stay on third base. You can move around. We see Severino and Bofo switch sides on, a, on, a, on the fly all the time. Right. So I get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I think there, there should be times when Albert should drop back to receive more of the ball easier with right. less pressure and make something happen. That doesn't mean we need to change... Ta- well, maybe we need to change tactics. I haven't seen him do that very much this year, so maybe that's, that's a, part of tactics. I don't think that's a... That's a Petke special. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might not have the right right lineup. But overall, again, I'm, I'm you know, the, the further up you are, the more room for error you have, mm-hmm. but also the less of the ball you get. So you have to keep dropping back. And it, it's a proven concept. I don't think we need to change much, if anything, to do that. And to replace Albert with Demir. I mean, Demir, I think we have stated this many times. Demir, I think, can literally play all 11 positions on the field. Right, he'd figure it out. Yeah. Put him in goal. Give him a game or two. He'll be a decent goalie. <laughs> right. He'll be a serviceable goalie. I'm just waiting for Demir to play center back. I don't. I mean, I don't want to see it, but I'm. I'm uh, sure sometime. I just think it's like the next logical level of progression for him. However, I don't think Demir Krylak has the skill set that Albert Rushniak has. I think Albert Rushniak is the second most skilled player, probably second, third at the very worst. Depends on where Bofo lands, what kind of day he's having. But I would say after Severino, Albert is probably our most skilled player. All right. And I would say our most valuable player. I think that that's very fair. Huh? For what it's worth, uh, this might be the first time in a long time you've made sense regarding footy tactics. Look, here's the thing, man. I always talk like years in advance, so this will all make <laughs> sense in a few years. Okay? Whatever you say. Too. All right. Shall we move on to Nick Romando or Nick someone else? Nick Romando. All right, my boy Nick. My man of the match. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been thinking about this, and um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think it would be probably Nick Romando. He had a couple of decent saves. He had as much to do with the point as any field player. Yeah. More so, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I still think Albert did well. Um, I think 
Corey did okay. Mm-hmm. I thought Bofo, his usual regular self. Uh, there's there's no one to complain about. But no one to like praise. But there's no one to praise. <laughs> this is the worst of both worlds. Like, at least have someone screw up so we can go after them. Or have someone step up so we can praise them. Right. It's like the whole team was just solid like fives and sixes. A lot of C pluses. A lot of C pluses. B minuses. Yeah. For what it's worth, you know, talking about the have someone mess up, having watched the replay a little since the post-match quickie, I, I think you were onto something with where does the blame lie for that goal. Oh, uh, see, see, see. I always make sense. It just takes a while for you to catch on okay, to it. This is what happens when I give you any kind of credit. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I yeah, Ramon Lakota, and I think I was even like begrudgingly agreeing with you. I just wasn't comfortable with the language you were using. Ramondo could have done obviously more to prevent that goal. I think he got caught. Ramondo should have saved. Ramondo should have it. saved that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, I. So just for full disclosure, by the time I had made it here to watch the game where they were already down 1-0 so yeah. I didn't actually see the goal happened in the 5th minute yeah. and I think that's indicative of RSL's biggest problem thus far into the season oh talk more mental lap- it, it's, that's it's, it it's, it's these mental lapses it, it's, it's all mental I, I think Petke in one of his like training interviews um, like summed it up as like we, we a lot of it a lot of the reason we are dropping points is that it's like self-inflicted. Yeah. I think it's very rare that we show up to an arena and just get beat. I think a lot of it is these mental lapses where we're just like... Well, you obviously missed the Open Cup. Yeah. I did not watch the Open Cup game, but I, but I went, but that's the that's the exception, not yes. the norm. Yes. Um, and even our other game against them this year was decent. Right. It, it, it's I feel like there are these moments, these like 15-minute stretches where all of a sudden the team's brain... Just, just like, lapses just in concentration. Off. Yes. Which is the worst. And I think the only consistent thing about RSL is that everyone seems to consistently say this now. Took a while. But, you know, Bobby Boy from mm-hmm. the MLS um, Propaganda Network. That's, that's what they should be called. The MLS Propaganda Network. Um, even he said, maybe it was him, maybe it was someone else. But he was doing a recap they did like it was a thing that's like almost halfway through the season like why not just wait a week it's literally halfway through the season next week because <laughs> of the but they did I, a, I think because of the someone woke the up no what happened is someone woke up and like i gotta write an article today so that's what he came up with all right so they <laughs> did this like half-assed um you can clearly see the teams they are following and the teams they're not following right so they went like really good detail about like five teams LAFC, the usual Atlanta, suspects, yes. New York, uh, no, it wasn't even. That wasn't New York. It was uh, the both LA teams for obvious reasons, like Seattle and like it was like basically the fan bases where if you don't call it out, someone's gonna like yell at you, <laughs> right? So and then on RSL, he basically kind of says, and I think I posted it last week. He basically something said something like, "Yeah, they're unpredictable." <laughs> it's like you never know what you're getting. <laughs> Like, no shit. Okay, Bobby. <laughs> that's, that's uh, you know. Deep analysis. The, the time to clock out for the day, buddy. All right. <laughs> so that's what happened there. And I think this, this is one of those only things. And it seems like on the page as we talk about it, we know what we got to start doing here is like read good comments. Yeah. I really think we should. And maybe we, maybe we can do that at the end. Uh, 
while we you know while we go back and forth because I think we'll be missing next week so it'll mm-hmm. be the week after next time we do this but anyways um, <laughs> so it's inconsistency but here's the thing Mike Petke does have no business talking about this. It is his job to fix it. You can, you can, in my opinion, the, the in, in inconsistency my, or specifically the mental lapses. Well, the, the the inconsistency is based on the mental lapses, so okay. it's one and the same. In my opinion, there's two really clear, easy ways to judge a coach: hmm. how their defense is organized, okay, and his or her team's mental stability. Yeah. We suck in both of those areas. Now, don't get me wrong. These dudes are motivated. Right. <laughs> I would say we're the most motivated team in MLS. Yeah, but we, we our defense, uh-huh. would, would you agree with me that our defense is probably the worst performing part of our whole team this year? I mean, we are putting them away, unlike last year. I mean, I think we're putting them away, but not... Once again, I think inconsistency is more visible on the defensive side. Yes. But I think you could make the argument that the attack is equally inconsistent. The Chicago example being the perfect example, it's I don't think, like, I think when a team bunkers against us, we genuinely don't know how to break them down. Like, the goal we scored was off a, off a PK. But Mike That's was important. talking just this week about how he wants to stop adjusting his style of play based on the opponent's. He wants to execute his style of play and let the opponents adjust to him. Yeah. Uh, he was he's uh, there's an interview that. posted. Yeah, yeah, that kind of scared me. So maybe we shouldn't do that cuz apparently our style of play sucks. <laughs> I mean that that's the takeaway I'm getting here. It's like, hey, we play our game and this is what happens. Nothing happens. You you, you think but, that's the takeaway? No, there's a lot of takeaways, but I think what I think is this, man, and and I'm not calling like out Petke yet. But at some point, look, man, it's like, it's like you're sitting in a bus mm-hmm. and your bus driver looks back at you. He's like, hey, man, we're going 20 over speed limit. Like, dude, you got, you driving. <laughs> like, don't be telling me we're going 20. You're like, slow down. All right. So Mike you're coming out. Mike is the Mike Mike has the foot on the pedal. He's the driver. He drives this whole freaking thing. So okay. if Mike is out there saying, like, oh, we're inconsistent, there's literally no one else to fix this but you. Sure. Do you th- I, I, so I think we kind of got a little off topic from the original mental lapses or whatever. That's fine because I like where this is going. Do you think maybe you're putting a little too much, you know, weight on, like, an interview that like here's the thing i don't think mike petke short of some very passionate post-match interviews interviews all that well i i don't think he's uh eloquent i love the way mike petke interviews all right very and raw. i love mike petke i'll i want mike petke on my team forever mm-hmm. and i want him to do well for us so he can stay around forever okay it's not the first time I mean, he's called out inconsistencies and lacks of mental lapses. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes he comes out and he really explains it well, right? So he was explaining the uh, the goal again at, at uh, um, the Red Bulls, mm-hmm. like just before half, I think it was. And he, he, I mean, he literally broke it down without a video playing. But he, he was basically saying, like, that is exactly what we practiced against. Right. That exact scenario. And it worked. Like nine times earlier in the in the half, 
mm-hmm. and the one time it didn't work, we got conceded against. Right. So I can see his frustration. Sure. All right. So I'm not calling him out on, on on saying these things. What I'm saying is he almost looks helpless when he does it. So, but at what point is it like, okay, I've, I've, so the nine times we got it right, cool, no one's really going to notice. The one time we got it wrong, it's no, like he can't, you know, at some well, point. that's called defense. Sure, but at some point he needs the players he has to execute. Yes. And if they're not capable of executing, that's not a coaching issue, that's a talent issue. Yeah, but I would say, what are we, two and a half years in now? Two years in? With Pecky? Yeah. Something like that. He kind of has his team by now. Because he's, okay, he's, this is where he goes right back to the number nine discussion from mm-hmm. earlier. Who do you get him? Like Roberto Carlos in his prime? <laughs> okay, that doesn't guarantee he's going to start. So at some point he can say, all right, I want guys that are dedicated uh-huh. and just going to fight and shut the hell up and work and play and work and play and that's it. Okay. Or <clears throat> I'm going to upgrade Get some guys who are really good, uh-huh. but they come with an attitude. They okay. are humans at the end of the day. Right. I feel like you have this vision in your mind where it's very much one or the other. And I don't think, I think you can get talent and hard work. Yeah, but when one is high, the other one's low. And when both are high, we're talking mm-hmm. people we cannot afford, <laughs> right? So, okay. yes, I'm sure there are a lot of, there are probably hundreds of players in the world who are very high on the talent skill uh, level and very high on the skill, I mean, on the uh, uh, mentality and attitude level. Right. <clears throat> but I don't think those guys, I mean, we have one of those guys. I think uh, his name is Albert Rushnyak. Okay. Uh, I think his name is uh, Savarino. We have a couple of those guys. Right. Right? But you, most of the time, miss with those guys. Yura, Ortuño. Ortuño was an extremely skilled player. I don't think he was. He just needed his ego stroked. No, because he's kind of sucking eggs at his new team. In Spain? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Saborio sucked in Spain, and he did okay for himself over here. Javi Morales was in the second Spanish division, did okay. I don't think Ortuño is that good. Over here. I, well, we never got to see. I'm I'm t- going off like videos I've seen. I'm going off of like some highlights I've seen of him. I'm going off of like the combined like twenty minutes of play I've seen him put forth in RSL jersey. You know, um, and Yura. I thought Yura was one of the best. I would say our second best number nine ever. And had we just kept him, he would have probably become our best number nine. But he's one of those guys that just needed his ego stroked, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah I just think hey, look it's one or the other he can complain about the level of skill or the level of effort you can get both but we cannot get both so fix it we the fans no we as an RSL oh okay. the, the kind of player you're talking about is like what's his name um, from LAFC um, Villa yeah. yeah Villa Vela. Vea. <laughs> or the guy from um, Seattle, uh, Ladero. You see what he's doing for the national team? Yeah, he's tearing it Holy up. Holy cow. Yeah. He's like, probably gone. Like, those are the kinds of guys. Like, that's the money you're paying for that kind of, you know, you yeah. get those very, very seldomly. And I would, in my opinion, uh, if I'm DLH, all right, uh-huh. and Mike's like my kid at this point, because I'm literally paying for him. I'm like, hey, man, I got you like three nice toys. You're not playing with them, all right? I'm not getting you another one. Sure. No, no, no. And yeah, like there's that argument to be made of, of you know, once bitten, twice shy to 
to use that old uh, idiom. Yeah. And look, I'm fine going either way. We just need to like, I just, I don't, I think I feel helpless when the coach is on the TV saying like, we got to fix our defense. Just go fix it. Sure. And here, I guess I would have more of a problem if it was so much more, if it was so much more like noticeable and like if, so this is going to make me sound super messed up and just like a bad human, but Mm. I'll go ahead and admit it. So when Colorado was in that early season, you know, funk, like nine losses, two ties for their first 11 games. Yeah. Um, I would get a kick out of listening to uh, oh their coach their coaches post game interviews as messed up as this sounds I would like like you know like RSO would just like lost or like tied or something and like the thing I tell myself is all right that was crappy but at least we're not the Rapids so I'd go and I'd pull up these Hudson uh, interviews <laughs> these post game interviews to like listen yeah, to some good ones to listen to this guy just squirm and this was pre him knowing he's fired and hitting us with uh, you know before the big one yeah I have a garbage team these are garbage yeah. players they yeah. can't compete yeah. uh-huh. uh, so he was still like trying to keep his job and just watching this man just say essentially the exact same thing every single week yeah but trying to say it in like a new and different way um if I was a Colorado fan, I could see that being extremely frustrating and worrisome and that helpless feeling as a fan. I think with Petke, there is enough good there that he, like, he's got to say something, right? Like, he can't go, hey, yeah, we're working on it. Leave me alone, reporters. It, it's He's got to give, you know, he's, he's got to be able to talk to what happened. I get and what I think you're saying. that's where he gets a little bit of breathing room. I get what you're saying. And again, I love Petke. I want him to fix it because I want him to be here forever. Sure. But like at least Colorado, those fans knew they sucked. Right. Right? True. So it's like the highlight of the day is watching the post-game interview, right? Yeah, like what's going what's gonna to happen here? Yeah. And anyway, so I, I, think, I think it's fixable. I think it can be fixed. It's just like I'm a little... Uh, who's next? Casey at home? Casey mm-hmm. is second to last now, I think. By the way, I love how everyone's talking about Colorado is really picking it up. And they're still dead last. And they're still dead last. Yeah, it's, that's what happens when you get nine losses in your first yeah. 11 games. By the way, um, I think we're like five points behind last, uh, ahead of last. Yeah, it's, it's still real tight. It's super tight. Also I think, like six co- points ahead. So I think Colorado four. right now is four below the playoffs. It is four, yeah. yeah right. That makes sense. Anyways, um, so KC is next. Mm-hmm. They uh, we don't have to let's not get into KC just yet, but like they just they just won a game for the first time like I think first road game isn't it of the year or something? Uh, I don't know about that. I think it was the first road game. So it was a road game, but Columbus, I think... Columbus away. And I have, and it's at home. Mm-hmm. It's a big game as it always is. I have no idea how we're gonna do. At least in years past, you know, two years ago I knew we weren't gonna do well. Right. Five years ago I knew we were gonna kick them. Well. Like eight years ago. Um, last year, I didn't know. This year, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Sure. I don't know if... I mean, LAFC is a perfect example. We went to LAFC and played decent. Right. And then at home, we looked horrendous. Sure, we were missing some dudes. But I have absolutely no idea how we're going to do against uh, SKC. I don't mean even the score. But I mean, like, how we're going to perform. Would you say we're inconsistent? <laughs> So, just just as a quick, big old recap, this all started off with us talking about Nick Romando, believe it or not. Yeah. 
We do have uh, to get back to him. And something kind of interesting happened oh, since the post-match quirky game tonight. Yeah. Tonight being Monday. Uh, homeboy got the one of two commissioner's picks for the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So Real Salt Lake will have some representation at the All-Star weekend in Orlando. I think a little in a few weeks' time. Did you see the lineup? The, the fans vote. Yeah. It's it exactly is, who I expected. The, and that is exactly why I wanted us, our Cell Nation, uh-huh. to get our guys in. I'm mad that Nick... So I'm happy for Nick Romando, no. especially the commissioner's pick. But I'm mad that he's going. See, you're missing the whole point, No, man. I get it. I get it. Us voting is beating the other fans that voting. That is it. I get that. But the this, only time... Look, hmm. what Atlanta versus... RSL with LAFC versus RSL, what Seattle versus RSL, with Portland versus RSL does on the field. Mm-hmm. Remember the whole lifestyle thing we were talking lifestyle. about earlier? Yeah, say it like that. It's all secondary. The only time where we, uh-huh. the supporters, get to actually make a difference. I mean, I'm sure you, you know, chanting, yelling, screaming, yeah. Up, say, like I get if, that. If I'm a dude and I see a but giant like actual, FIFO but, of me, I'm but, gonna perform. But actually, like. On paper, uh-huh. quantitative, right? Is these kinds of votes? Is the goal of the week, mm-hmm. the save of the week? That's not really a voting thing anymore. It's not. No, it's. it's like a, that explains why we haven't been in it for a while. Yeah, and then like these all-star things. Uh-huh. There's like, I think each team got four players, right? To like put on their thing. Uh-huh. All four Atlanta guys are on. Yeah, because they have like a. Like I would each. love to have beaten out a couple of those Atlanta guys with our guys. I, I here's the thing. I get what you're getting at, and this, we had this conversation at length, I think, like, a month ago. Yeah. This is guys spending time away with their current club. See, that's Mike Petke's job. He needs to worry about that. I don't. Sure, but I have some saying. I, have I, 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 don't, I, 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 don't, I don't want Sammy from Atlanta to, like, punk me. Because that's like being punked. It's not being punked. It's totally being punked. It's not being punked. It is totally no, being punked. No, I, I feel like you're insecure in your fandom all of a sudden. <laughs> Because you're comparing yourself to these giant metropolitans. Here's the thing. I just I, want to beat them. If 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 four Atlanta players have to take one extra flight in economy that our guys don't, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're thinking. No, you think. You, you know, got to strategize, I, I man. I, you you don't. Strat- you don't. Yes, I, don't. I, I want to. I, I don't. I want to do literally everything I, I can to make the team perform better. Like Petke does. I don't. You and I will. Not I want to beat those Atlanta guys and those huh? Seattle guys and those Portland guys and both of those LA teams. I'd much rather our team get three points the week after when we play. NYC's. We can do both. I think we can too, but I'd rather not risk it because I don't care about the All Star weekend. I right, tell you what, well, I don't care either. Like I don't hardly watch the games. Right. Um, but you know what? We we should follow the the the. Um, all-star heavy teams but they only get like 40 minutes of play each right. anyways right see how they do the week after okay this year. sure i mean I, I was it should going be to, simple it's like three teams yeah i was going to anyway but yeah and then that's why they have the the, the coaches pick there's a whole second yeah. 11 there and then there's the commissioner's pick and he gets two and but yeah yeah so romando get gets name. gets his pick gets picked by the commissioner he's one of two. obviously a a gesture, sure, especially I think given the goat, yeah, retirement, last and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I think it's a really nice gesture. I think if there is any player on any team that risks the least amount of injury, it's the goalie, sure. obviously. Yeah, uh, I am just delighted. I think he deserves it. 
Not for this year's performance. No one deserves anything for this year's performance so far. But as a lifetime achievement, it's a just a it's a nice big stage for him to go out on. And guess what? Here's the other what reason I'm passionate about having our guys in these types of events is every time they touch the ball, they come on the field, they leave the field, there's a there's a multi million national audience watching. Yeah, for sure. And Lord knows we're you know, a little market over here. We need true. That exposure is good. It's a good exposure, right? Right. And I am proud when I'm watching the game and, they're, you know, RSL this, RSL mm. that. I just love it. I watch the women's national team. It's like, you know. The Royals this. Yeah, Royals, Royals this, sure. Royals that. It's, it's just nice. And I think an added bonus, if you will, is so there's another very high-profile goalkeeper retiring this year, Timmy Howard. Uh, so... Not only is Nick Romando a better keeper, especially in the MLS, but he retires better than Timmy Howard, for crying out loud. And that's just icing on the cake, for me at least. And, I like and Timmy Howard. I, I Timmy Howard is fine. I, I think he's, you know... I have never seen a dude make a bigger career in the U.S. based off of one 90-minute performance. Well, I guess it was a 120-minute performance. He was also a starter at Everton for years. Sure, so sure. He's, but he's, I'm specifically talking in in America in the MLS. Dude has made a living off of that Belgium game. Yeah, he's hey, still, he's still getting paid from that. And respect. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Absolutely no problem with that. Uh, I think he's drastically overrated now. I remember him with Everton. Yeah, he was a really good keeper. Father time wins out and, at the end. But no, he's just everything is relaxed. It's time, I think it's time for him to go. I think Romando is retiring at the perfect time. I just hope we give him something to remember the last year by, something good, so which gets us to the next point. So Romando in awesome. Mm-hmm. Next game is a special uh, marker in the season. Do you know what it is? It's the halfway mark. Exactly halfway mark. Seventeen games in. There it is. What are we, 20 points now, I think? Let's look at the standings. 20 points with, I think, six home games. Which means, good news is, the season is only halfway done. The bad news is, the season is already halfway done. I feel like I've only been to the right like four times this year. Yeah, it's been real real away heavy. It's been very away heavy, which is good. Right. Because it's very home heavy, the last part. For sure, for sure. And, and eight out of the next eleven, did we say? Eight out of the next eleven, four out of the next five. Yeah, so a lot of home. For sure, for sure. And you know, Rio Tinto has kind of reclaimed some of that. It's not quite, you know, Rio Tinto of twenty. What is that? Thirteen, twenty twelve, uh, twenty eleven. Like twenty ten through like fifteen, I think. Ah, uh, Casar was already kind of starting to. Like fourteen, maybe suck 14, it up a little, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not quite that level of fortress, but it's it's getting back. Like yep. you know, at home, RSL is obviously a, a very away, very yeah. formidable opponent. Um, so yeah, halfway mark, twenty points in. I made a uh, I made a statement today. Let's hear your statements on the on the on the page mm. for the fifty one point. <clears throat> I said fifty one points. Mm-hmm. A lot of negative people on the page. Yeah. <laughs> or realistic. Uh, sure. Sure. All right. We're 20 points in. Mm-hmm. Let's say we win the next game against KC. We're 23. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the season. Yep. I can see why people wouldn't buy it or, or put their money on 51. 
I'm not a mathematician, but 23 times 2 is not 51. Sure. Now, this is where the home versus... Right. Yeah. Um, I still think we can hit 51. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a total optimist that we pull something like we pulled last year. Actually, never mind. See, speaking of inconsistency. All right. Post-season run last year. Pretty good. Damn good. We were like the one dude's three-inch yeah. shot away we, from getting to the third round. Yep. Against Beasler. formidable competition. Yeah. Very formidable competition. But remember the lead into it? Real touch and go. We got handled. Took some uh, Houston Dynamo magic to... Quite literally, it took Houston. I mean, we could always forget that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I... Yeah. Because we think about the run. Like, hey, we oh, yeah, yeah. LAFC at their sure. house. No, and we, then, I know. I remember the whole conversation. We're sitting there talking about, quote-unquote, deserving to make the playoffs. Yeah. 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 There was a whole discussion last year. So I don't even know if you finished last year on a positive note. I mean, we finished the, the playoffs on a decent note. Right, but the, but the actual season was horrendous. Right. I mean, did we traveled to Portland last year, remember? Mm-hmm. Good was, times. We got to stop traveling. Yeah, we tend to lose those games. I think we're yet to win one. So, I have this, maybe it's false hope. Mm-hmm. I have this hope that the last seven games of the season, we're just going to tear. Win five, lose one, tie one, or something. Last I, I have I haven't even looked at the schedule. That's not the point. Okay. But what I think will tell us whether or not that is possible are the next eight games. Because I did my math, the whole thing I did, which is if we win all home games, mm-hmm. lose all away games, 17, 17, so 17 times 3 is 51. That's where I got my 51 from. Yep. And we're ahead of schedule right now. Right. By two, I think you said. Something by, Yeah, something like two. Um, but, you know, math is cool. Mm-hmm. and cute but we have to win eight of the next 11 games sure to keep that math true i don't see us doing that and for what it's worth i don't either but i also think we're gonna win some games that we're traveling away that i think you know we're not really taking into account yeah um i for what it's worth i do think that the next 10 game stretch Will be the deciding factor whether or not RSL any like like I think the next ten games are arguably one of if not the most important stretch of games that RSL will have. It, it's it's massive. Um, I am yeah. I, I'm caught and, and I, I'm looking at the actual you know the matches and and it's doable. Like it it's you know n- n- the teams coming are teams that at home we are capable of beating when we are playing well. Um, but there is, that's, you know, that's a hell of a, a caveat when playing well. Right. Um, Back to the lack of predictability. For sure. For sure. I, I think, was it last year? I think it was last year when I, you know, did the whole if RSL gets, you know, Three points. You out did of, each of those last two years. You did that. Right. You said if RSL wins like I don't know three of the last five or whatever, then yes. X and Y Z is gonna happen. It mm-hmm. never happened. For sure. Um, <laughs> Third time is the charm. But bro. it's there's there's well for sure. I don't think they performed. I don't think they hit the metric I was asking them to hit. Um, so I think it does actually pan out okay. But like it's also worth noting that you know so three of the next eleven are. 
or uh, eight of the next eleven are at home. Yeah, there's so only let, seventeen let, games let, left. Let's read through the next. Yeah, right. That's the season. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's that's literally the season. So what what those eight of the next eleven are going to set us up for is whether we're chasing that seventh spot or trying to work our way up in the standings. So for what it's worth, I think at you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's 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 so let's, here, let's, here let's the, talk the next here, five. Here are the actual games. All right. So next up, KC at home. Yes. Then followed by Columbus at home. Yep. Quakes away. Philly at home. Mm-hmm. Minnesota at home. That's the next five. We get seven points out of that. I'm happy. So you have. Let me let me try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're beating Casey at home is what you're thinking. Yep. And we're beating uh, Columbus at home. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a point at home against Philly. That's it. And losing away at Quakes. Yes. I think Philly is going to kill us. I think we have a better chance winning at San Jose than no. home. San Jose is good. San yeah, Jose. Philly is better. No. Have you watched Philly this year? They, the top of the East, they had I think. A good. They had a good start, but they've fallen off a little. So, yeah, no, these are all really tough games. And then we have that silly friendly in the middle of it all against oh Tigres. yeah there's that uh and then dallas away then nycfc at home kansas city Minnesota away United. no i didn't oh, okay. i will mention the first time right uh then we have seattle at home then we have lafc at home then we have colorado at home portland away and i mean then there's a few games there i'm skipping but we're finishing the season two mm-hmm. of the last three games are at home yep we got la galaxy we got Houston, and then we're away at Vancouver. Yep. Both of those home games are killer. Yeah, Houston's fantastic. fantastic. LA Galaxy are fantastic. I, I think those are very difficult games. I think Vancouver away, we tend to not play well in the Pacific Northwest At the, at the in very general. end, our away games look better, more winnable than our home games. Yeah, I, I would say I, to be comfortable... Need RSL to finish this next home stretch that eight out of eleven, whatever, however that pans out, somewhere around like third or fourth, because I think Ooh. we end up dropping points and getting fifth, sixth, or seventh. I don't think we're getting anywhere near third or fourth. I think I think the next next eight out of the eleven. So let's just say eleven games mm-hmm. maximum is thirty three points. Right, right. We're obviously not getting thirty three because if we get thirty three, we are already in the playoffs mm-hmm. basically. So, eight of the next 11, which leaves us with seven after that, mm-hmm. right? I think eight of the next 11 will determine whether we're chasing just above the line or trying to work our way into like a home field advantage. Right. I have no idea what we're going to do. Yeah. That's the whole discussion. That's the that's whole, the whole point of what's happening For here. sure. No clue. No, I mean, you're, like, you're right. But, but the only positive thing about having no clue and being inconsistent is like our next game could be against LAFC mm-hmm. or Colorado. We have the same opportunity, basically. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't see us falling out of the playoffs in the next home stretch. I, I would no. be shocked. No, um, yeah. Which means, uh, but I do think we're going to lay like just above it and then spend the last seven games of the season trying to defend that, just trying to stay above it. Yeah, that that would be the most RSL way to do it. And you know, if history's any indicator, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, now, what I think, you know, what I think could be 
two things that I think could happen that change that completely around. Sam Johnson just goes on a tear. Right. Like, I mean, I can see that happen. But he needs to play. Yeah, okay. Which he is. And secondly, Albert Rushnak just does a mental switch in his head and just takes over. Does the 2018 Albert Rushnak thing? Just completely takes over. Yeah. I think we can continue counting on Savarino to play. He's always played consistent. For sure. We can continue counting on Bofo. Very consistent. I think um, Damir is like the picture of consistency. Yeah. I do still think that um, Nedim is probably our best center back. I'm starting to think Justin Glad might be his best pairing. There will be inconsistencies there. For sure. The standard inconsistencies. I think our outside backs are set. I think Everton mm-hmm. is might end up being our best player this year. Yeah, I, it's kind of starting to look like that. I, and I, but here's what I think. I think if Everton ends up being our best player of the year, we don't do squat this year. Yeah, it, it's ideally he shouldn't be as visible as he is. Yeah. But, you know, that's unfortunately the reality of the world we live in. Um, I also think I this is the thing I thought you were going to say. Mm. Summer transfer window. It, 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 it changes the shape of the league. Yeah, look, all you need you need Portland, like one player. Look at Se- Seattle. Seattle's like the definition of start bad, big signing, go on a tear. All right, what? Tell me one position. Mm-hmm. Now, to be clear, I am a little less optimistic about us making that big summer transfer window that I thought we were. Yeah, going Plata to make. discussions are just about done. Yeah, they're they've like fallen apart. We might lose Savarino. Yeah, and um, didn't even mention that. And reading between the lines. Uh, from some interview Craig Weibel did with the Tribune, it the the language being used as a fan, I felt like they're trying to set me up for not a yeah. typical signing, which worries me. Right, which means we're getting someone from the second Spanish division, which no, has worked I, out I, really well I think for us. They're looking for within the league, like like oh. kind of a backup to an existing position, which yeah. I don't think is ideal. That's not going to do anything for us, so that right. leaves us. But here's the thing. Okay. There, think about uh, Seattle signing a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Lodero. Lodero. Yep. Was that three years ago? Three years ago? I can't remember. Two or three, yeah. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Portland. Well, Portland oh. now with... Uh, yeah, what's his name? Um, Rui Diaz with yeah. uh, Seattle. That yep. was last year. Uh, what was the other signing that like completely changed the team like mid-year within the past like three or four years? I mean, those are the big two. Those, yeah, there's definitely a big two. But I don't think we're. I mean, kind you of... could make the argument for Zlatan. He fundamentally. They, they didn't make the playoffs. Right, which is, I mean, they were like a bottom feeder club. They didn't make the playoffs. No, you cannot make an argument for Zlatan. Um, Ladero took a bottom yeah, yeah. feeder and made them champions. For sure. And for sure. Zlatan no, 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 took right. a bottom feeder and made them not in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no. Um, it's so, big difference there. Different uh, levels. So right back to my beef with Mike Petke. Uh-huh. He sound like a broken record here. I don't think we have the kind of patience or mentality or system where a guy like that would prosper. Lodero? Yeah. What do you mean? I, th- I think you take this team and you add a, let's say, a Lodero. Okay. Three years ago, Lodero. Sure. But it's not like they found Lodero in some second division like that. He was a big signing coming here. Right. That's not the point. Though, RSL will never make that signing. That, that, but that's not the point. I'm saying, like, take that skill set, put it on this team. Uh-huh. It doesn't have that big of an impact. As oh, big as it had with Seattle. Because I disagree. I, I think 
it's just built as like a, mm. it's a cohesive Here's the thing, thing at some we're point, doing. I get what you're getting at, but at some point you can't ignore the ball going to the back of the net. Well, you have to shoot it hard and low and on frame, on, on frame. frame with power, and that drastically improves your chances. Yeah, for sure. It, it, but that's what I'm like. That's you know, I feel like a Lodero level impact is so noticeable that you can't, you know, you you can't with any level of intellectual honesty dismiss it even even if the you know the coach and the player aren't getting along like if we had a Lodero level like dude I don't care if this guy walks in in the morning and punches you in the back of the head to start the day play him Okay, that's, that's taking a little far, but I get what yes, you're saying. Yes, hyperbole tends to, I totally, it bodes well with, so I with to, listeners. I, I totally get what you're saying, but uh, yeah, no, I just, look, it's so, I've, I don't remember being this frustrated in an RSL season. Really? I feel like some like sorry years, I was, I was pretty done. Right, but we knew we were done. Oh, you're, you're yeah. We, we, we could still win the cup this year. Yeah, there's hope. Hope is... Like, we knew a couple of years ago we're not winning SOB. shit. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're getting yeah. at now. It's just, it is the most frustrating thing. But here's the thing. This is the importance of Scarf Life. And this is why I make chicken wing review videos. Stop. It's a lifestyle. I get what, what does that have to do with the summer transfer window? Oh, no, no, nothing specific with the summer transfer. And what I'm saying is like we don't have to get hung up on whether we do well or or, or, or don't do well. I'm definitely going to be hung up on whether we do well or not well. well it's it's not, literally it's, the most important thing. Ah, see, I disagree. It's a bonus. It's the cherry on top of the cake. No, I guarantee you if we were Colorado fans in those first 11 games, we would not be sitting here going, man, this is fantastic. I'm glad I've got wings and soccer to watch. We'd be going, dude, this sucks. Fire this New Zealand dude because he doesn't know what the f- he's doing. Yes, but it's better than not having soccer to watch. Yes, if but, but that's what I'm also, saying. Also, like, let's not forget. I don't think we've ever had it at our worst. I think we were like oh sixth, and we were eighth or seventh. You know, like we always missed the playoffs just barely. Colorado was literally two points after eleven games. Right. Like, like, let's let's keep that... Put yourself in that situation. I don't care how great those wings are. Also You're going to be salty. Well, I'm going to be salty, but it's going it, to... It's like... A, anyways, I don't... Yeah, yeah come the, on. The other thing you have to remember is Colorado... What year did they win it? 14? 15? 13? Couldn't be... No, 13? No, <laughs> no we, I remember 10, 13 10. real well. 10. No. It was 10. It was the year after us. Uh, no, no, no. Yep. It was more recent than that. Nope. Cannot be 10. They were the worst team in a league and came back Colorado, and won Colorado it. Colorado Rapids. Yeah. MLS. Google it. Google this. Bing right. it. How much? Wait, hold on. 14. You're saying 14? I'm going to say 10. Well, you already looked it up. Yeah, it's 2010. I was going to get something out of it. Really? Was it? I, I feel like you still owe me like wings or something now. Well, in front of camera. In front of camera. Pretty Bird. If you, if you go you in front of camera. Bird? So good. What's Pretty Bird? All right, I'll, t- I'll educate you. you got to get out more. Uh, yeah, they won it the year after us. That's how I remember 2010. Huh. All right. So, yeah. Um, nowhere to go with this other than let's see what the summer brings. I have a feeling we're going to sell Severino. It would be, I think there, there becomes a point in the financial structure where it's irresponsible to not. I mean, think about yeah. it. You, you saw the numbers come out. The entire team makes, what, 10 million bucks? Yeah, I mean, I 
think so. And that's front loaded with like three dudes that make half of that, or like five dudes that make half of that, and then mm-hmm. the other 20 make the rest, right? right? And then let's say someone offers you six or seven million dollars. Yeah, it's a game changer. You have to take it. Don't forget the league takes a healthy cut. Yeah, yeah. I also, let's, so in ref, so there was a, a Sky News report out of Jolly Old England. Oh, Sky. That, uh, Jefferson Severino was being looked at, I think it was like Newcastle. Yeah. In like Milford or something. And that the number being thrown around was like six million. Yep. Those people publish reports like you and I breathe air. Well, yeah, it's the Fox News of soccer sports, yeah. of soccer reports. It's just like anything yeah. that their hands on is published. That being said, I'm positive, especially given how much the kid's tearing it up for his national team, uh, he's being looked at. And and I think here's the thing: if somebody is offering us is offering RSL six million for Jefferson Savarino, sell baby, sell. Let's not assume that that's reality until we know for certain. Yeah, I, I say if it's like some kind of low ball offer that I don't even think about it. I do still think he's the most skilled player we have on the roster. The, the pure raw talent, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. And I do think that, I mean, right after Albert, mm-hmm. he's the guy that can turn it on and change a game around yeah. for us. The Atlanta United game. Which can say, you know, change the season around for us. Anyway, so I think we're all out of talking points here, bro. Well, I mean, we want to discuss the most hated of all hated. Tell me. SKC coming to town. Yeah, this uh, the Saturday. The Saturday yeah. won't be there. Bad news, RSL Nation. Uh, they just won. Well, they did just win, but prior engagements have uh, resulted in both yours truly and Adel. Oh here. yeah, you're out too. We will be missing this game. There will be no post match quickie. Mm. Uh, there'll probably be a Tuesday episode, maybe. You might. You, it's gonna be all you. We'll, uh, you can we'll bring uh, VPAPs in. We'll see what we can do about uh, the Tuesday episode. And uh, he's got the apartment key. You guys can walk in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kind of see what. But but do not expect the post match quickie for the SKC game. Unfortunately, just I'm as definitely a heads up. not. I might. There's a better chance of me doing a wing review on Saturday than a post match quickie. Hashtag priorities. No, I'm gonna be at like a really good friend's wedding. Yeah. Uh, which now leads Wait, to what time how is good the game? Of a, games at 8 p.m. Um, Which is what London time? Like 4 a.m.? I might watch. I have no idea. Um, six hours ahead. Jolly old England. Eight, four, six. If only I had some kind of tool. Oh, it's only like two. Never mind. I'm not watching it too. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so both of us are missing the KC game. Um, I think if there's literally, if I go down the list of like, Force ranking like of what games I'm not gonna miss. Uh-huh. SKC would be very top of that list. Yeah, it, it's so the wedding is literally this Saturday. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure out a way I can go to the wedding and the game, and it's short of somebody inventing faster than light travel. It's not possible. But I'm I'm out here googling, you know, direct. Is it, is it here? No, oh, it's uh... in Seattle. Yeah, no. If it was here, I'd. I yeah, don't know, I'd figure something out. Yeah, yeah, um, making that. But yeah, it, it's it's just one of those years where uh, you know what we should do life events are just piling up. Yeah, uh, on soccer days. Now, to be fair to us, we have we have uh, maneuvered around life events very well. 
I mean, I planned an entire vacation <laughs> yes. just yes. to make sure it would be during yeah. the you know break, and then they end up scheduling I, I, an Open Cup game. I literally like plan my work trips around it. Like, oh, oh gotta come back Friday. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> no, cannot make that Tuesday. Um, anyways, let's talk offline. I have an idea. All right, uh, but SKC, yeah, I mean, hate to miss it. Unfortunately, well, I'll follow along on my phone while vows are being exchanged, literally in front of me. Um, they're they're not doing great right um but like you look at their results and it is very much tied to team health so let me say something about skc mm-hmm. a couple of things actually so i'm actually real friendly with a couple of skc guys on the tweeter machine they yeah they're, they're genuine dudes i like fans. i like the skc fan base i don't like them i hate them they're a bunch of douches but I get them. Like I understand. Yes, it, I it underst- is the other side. Other side of our coin. Yes, mm-hmm. I understand the SKC fan base. More in common with us than like an LAFC. Or I like cannot. I cannot relate to an LAFC fan base or an LA Galaxy fan base or an Atlanta fan base. Right. Even a Seattle fan yeah. base. Because I mean I don't know. It's just there seems nothing there. I would much rather have twelve thousand people at Rio Tinto than like seventy thousand at the Seattle Stadium. Like it just feels yeah, it's, more it's, genuine. It's ours. It's an actual yes. soccer-specific stadium. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, um, but I can. I, I I understand SKC fans. I understand Cincinnati fans. I even I understand Red Bull fans. Yeah, I, right. I, I get what you're getting at here. Um, Real poetic, like. So, anyways, what I'm saying is this: um, SKC is still. If there's one team I I want to beat every year is SKC. Yeah, and yeah. Call me old school, but 2013 still hurts like shit. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and I want to beat SKC. I want to beat no one else more than SKC, including right. all the LAs and all the yeah, Colorados. Yep. Colorados. I never understood Colorado. Proximity. That's it. It was very much like a league one. I think RSL versus SKC is one of the rare instances of an actual organic yeah. rivalry popping up on and i own. think lafc is gonna be the next one with us yeah mm. it's it's us knocking them out last year because you know why i say that i don't even think it's coming from us i think it's coming from them when i was looking at the uh, uh prep for the open cup game holy cow they were serious I mean, those fans are talking revenge. And I'm like, what the hell are they revenging? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Right. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> so, it's worse when you're on the receiving end. So, and and the game in LAFC got real chippy. Remember that uh, yeah, regular season yeah, game? Yeah, Super chippy. For sure. Um, I, I think that could be the next one in the making. It's kind of funny. SKC started in the preseason. Right, yeah. Of, like benches cleared and yeah, punches were being thrown. all things. So, I just, I like those. I never, like, I've never had a problem with Colorado. I think Colorado would mean more if they actually won the damn thing every once in a while. It, it's hard. Now, okay, now I remember they won it in 10. Because we won it in 09. They uh-huh. won it in 10. I remember Brad, because I think we started this page right around then. 11, 12, something like that. And I was talking that the only actual, because that was the Rocky Mountain Cup. Right. There was that Northwest, whatever the hell they were doing up there. Yeah, yeah, was, the, you know, Rock, the Cascadia. Yeah. And it was like the only cup that really matters is the Rocky Mountain Cup because you have like the last two winners actually playing for it right oh seattle and portland and them sucked right at that time right so anyways um kansas city at home they're having a bad bad season the other thing i was going to mention that was all one Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) the other thing was it wasn't benny it was the other guy who's back now 
yeah he's back but what's the other guy um not benny but oh no it was benny who's the one that wrote the note to the fans you didn't see that so like i think it was benny actually oh like from them to the fans yeah so you wrote, uh, like, i don't think that was skc Oh, oh no, it was. It was, was uh, Zuzi. Oh, Zuzi. Yeah, yeah. Zuzi. Uh, he wrote that note to the fans, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, a little accountability." Like someone should do that on our side at some point. Now, like, yeah, we don't suck that bad, but right. like, I, I would, I would love. You know who used to do that? Um, um, uh, Vasquez, Sebastian. Yeah, oh, he, Velasquez. Yeah, he'd write to the fans. Yeah, he'd write. But to never the fans. anything like that. Yeah, because he didn't have that bad of a year. <laughs> but, you know, he would say stuff. Oh, you know else we did that a couple of weeks ago? Uh, Putna. Putna. Yeah, when he did the drop the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, had, he had the post that says, I'm sorry, I screwed up. My yeah. fault. Like, I would just just give me some of that genuine, genuine, genuinity, whatever. Genuineness. Um, genuineness. SKC sucking this year. Ninth in the, in the West. But, like, what, probably two, three points behind us? Yeah. So, uh, would you say, let me ask you this question. played 19 points. One point behind us. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to put the first of its kind label on this game. This is a must-win match Stop. for RSL. No, you, you've already been saying that we've had a bunch of must-wins. Not this year, no. Yeah, you. we literally got into an argument earlier this year about a must-win. I think it was like three games ago. No. Nope. I'm pretty sure you said the Montreal game was a must-win. Nope. Yes. Nope. Dude, we have... Yeah. Audio recordings of it. Yeah, I will pull go it back up. And I will you can pull it up. Right. No, this is the most must-win game of the year. That there isn't such a thing as most must-win. It's binary. Either it's a must-win or it's not a must-win. It is the only must-win to date. That's not what you were saying. No, I was right? not. Dude, dude, come Arsenal Nation, back me up on this. This man is early onset Alzheimer's. Nope. You're you're drinking drugs. This is um, the must-win game because this game has a lot more riding on it than the Montreal game. This is a team that's one point behind us in ninth. Atlanta. So, you said Atlanta was a must-win. No, I did not. Yeah, you did. Nope. Yep. No. That you said ridiculous. Atlanta was I a must-win at home. Not. I remember that now. Let me let me color a scenario for you. Don't color a scenario. Let for me color me. a scenario sounds... for you, anyways. They uh, SKC is what ninth in the West? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one point behind us. Yes. The only team below them is Colorado. What? Who- no, Vancouver, Portland, and Colorado are behind them. Oh, no kidding. Portland's still behind them? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. All right. So, let me call you a scenario. KC having a bad game. Bad year. Uh-huh. We just shit on Colorado for the past 20 minutes. Okay. Right? How many points behind us are they? Colorado? Like four? Four. Yeah. We lose this game uh-huh. on Saturday to KC. A- okay. We're out of the playoff picture for the time being. Uh-huh. Okay. B, we're like a point ahead of Colorado, whom we just shit on for the past 30 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes, whatever. And C, this is one of those 8 of 11 at home. The points mm-hmm. we're counting on. Yes. How is that not a must win? And it's a six-point game because I have a feeling at the end According of the season. You, everything's a must win. At the end of the season, KC and us are going to be fighting for that seven, that like five through eight spot like just get in and maybe some seeding up top and this is an absolute six pointer i think it's the first 
must win of the year. I did not. I, I, no, that's stupid. Why would, why would I call it an I agree it was game stupid. Must I, win? I, I, no. I agree. Dude, come on, man. Have some intellectual honesty here. Okay, well, you got a few days uh, to, to run this thing without it. me. You can go back and find I where I said I will find it and I will send you the link. I did not. And the timestamp. I did not officially call a game other than this one this year a must win. You definitely did. All right, Casey, what's your predictions? I I think they're slowly starting to come back. Here's the problem with predicting this one. Yeah. The rivalry factor. There's a lot of problems. Here dudes just like show up. You know, right. like dudes that have that are incapable of going full 90 all of a sudden turn into freaking the Incredible Hulk. And they got Hulk. Benny again. Yeah, Benny went 65 or 70 or something like that. In but he hates us. He'll, against, he'll always he does. against us. Um, I they tend to not play well when they come here unless it's like an elimination game and which they always tend to win. Um, I I think two nil good guys. I I think SKC at home, they're kind of hurting. They're they're they haven't quite figured it out. I think other teams have them figured out, and I think for the first time in a very 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 long time the. Um, the Vermes model of just we're gonna have the fittest team is yeah. kind of not panning out because you can't f- when you have like two ninety year olds on there. Yeah, I I think I was just looking at this. I think against their I think it was like New York game or or a game I want to say like two or three weeks ago they only had four dudes on the bench like they they were hurt hurt. Yeah, um, they're slowly coming back from that. I just I. I think at home the guys got to rise to this occasion and just just put one away at home. Two no good guys sticking with it. I'm gonna predict one or two things, and that's not a cop out. I will tell you my actual prediction. I think we win three zero or lose three zero. Mm. I think there's no medium ground there. I don't think this is a two one three two, two two one one nothing. We win three zero or lose three zero. I think we're gonna win three zero. It would be because. Screwed. That's how unpredictable we are. We don't know what that's right. going to happen, right? So might as well. We're just throwing it out there. Okay. Uh, I think after three really bad results, well, four really bad results, mm-hmm. I, I I think Chicago away is a bad result. Yeah. So we have Chicago away. We had LAFC at home for the Open Cup. We had New York and we had Montreal. Those are really bad results, man. We had. I think we lost the game before Montreal too. Oh, did we? That sounds about right. <clears throat> so. Um, I think this is the time to come out of the funk. Uh, or I do think there could be a world of good happening from us losing the game with this summer window coming up because th- that kind of eliminates all perceptions of grandeur or I hope no one above. should have delusions of grandeur at this point. Uh, but yeah, no, I think 3-0 win for us is the time to just kind of go. And I think this could be the game where Sam Johnson gets... Let's get loose and, and, and go score some goals. Yeah. What better time to do it? Yeah. Uh, you know. Anything else you have to add before we call this a wrap? Arsenal Nation, as always, we loves you. Oh, it's been a good time. It's been a grand old time. Um, so just a quick recap. No post-match quickie SKC game. We will try to you know have updates on the page and stuff. Probably a regular Tuesday show, but we will see. You know, It's not going to be regular on Tuesday, I can tell you that. Well, it's going to be... I don't know. Maybe I'll get a it's camera too and like eat hot dogs or something because that's apparently a thing that we do. Um, we love that's you. what we should do. We should do post-match quickies on video no. over post-match burritos. So dumb. Arsenal Nation, keeping it classy. We love you. Let that's us know what you think idea. in the comments wherever you are listening to this. 
Hit him with a pause. Adios.